Okay, we're finishing the Mimer today. Yesterday, we took everything that we learned so far through the marshal of Mishnah and Bryce and understanding why Bryce is actually higher than the Mishnah and through discussing the mashal of the Ir and Sadeh, city and the field. And we brought all of that back to the opening verse of this Mimer, which was Vayetze Yitzchak Lasuach Vasadeh Lifnot Erev. Yitzchak went out into the field before evening. We explained it. Vayetze Yitzchak, Yitzchak left his place of lofty status, Lasuach, to lower himself, Basadeh, to the level of field where regular people are who are not enlightened and who are not as spiritual. Why? Lefanot Ha'erev, in order to clear away the darkness. And we're going to finish off basically with this idea and just add to this perspective of what Yitzchak is teaching us. And we... We said, we finished off yesterday discussing the difference between the Talmud Bavli and the Talmud Yerushalmi, and that the Talmud Bavli, the Babylonian Talmud, is the lowest, so to speak, that the, that the Torah has descended, to the point that it's so difficult to discern the halachot, to discern the godliness there. It's confusing. It's just intellectually difficult as well. But we said the more that we grapple with the details of Torah, the closer we get to the truth. Okay? So that's where, where we finished off yesterday. Does anyone know... Um, exactly what page we finished it was 17 17 Dehine we read Dehine so she should be on 18 now right okay okay so yesterday on 17 we read that the Torah descended down into darkness so that we can we can involve ourselves in the darkness in order to clear it away the only way that you can clear it away is in order is, is, is while you're there so page 18 let's continue so now the Altarab is asking a question based on what he had just said. Why is it so? Why is it necessary for the Torah to descend so low, to become so confusing and difficult to understand and um, to, just, to delve and discuss topics that are seemingly contrary to the truth of Hashem? Why is this so? And the answer is, in order that we too can clear away the evening and the darkness. And then there will be light. Kamamar, as it says in Zechariah, le'es erev or at the time of night, it should become light, that the darkness turns into light. Kimashal, an analogy for this, a mashal, mi lefanot davar. If somebody wants to clear out something, to clean out a space, tzarich hu lichnos betocha, he needs to first enter into it, k'day lefanos, in order to clear it away. Avalo she'yishaer betocha, but not to get stuck there, right? If you want to clear away darkness, you want to clear away evil, you need to go there, you need to clear it away. But you don't want to get dragged down to the level, to that level of evil, right? And we do, again, we always bring back to the, to the wall, we do see that, right? That like, at the end of the day, we need to go into Gaza, we need to do the things that we need to do, which is not what, you know, it's not the ultimate of what all of our 18 to 24 year olds and even more, you know, should be doing right we should be learning torah and we should be but if we want to get rid of evil we need to go to the place of evil in order to clear it away but god forbid that we should never lower ourselves to that place we should go there in order to clear it away so that we can be raised up and raise everything up with, um, with us so we see this too with torah so do we see that the torah descended claims of lies and why is this so? It's in order to clear away the darkness. 
Lunahara to transform the darkness into light. So when Torah discusses topics and gives opinions on things that seem to be so contrary to the truth of Hashem, it's so that we know, as we said earlier, it discusses lies, so that we know how to serve God in a world where there are people who lie, right? That's the ultimate. But Ken, Ha'esek Torah, so to the entire involvement in Torah, the study of Torah is, to clear away the darkness, and all of the questions and the things that are not clear, which conceal the truth of the law, which is the ultimate truth. To find the truth, which is the revelation of Hashem's desire. So when it comes to Torah learning, as it is difficult, as it is hard to understand, as it breaks our brain sometimes, as we have to go back and forth and look at all the arguments and struggle, that is where we're reaching the truth because that's the process we need to take in order to find out what does God want from us on a spiritual level. So when we learn Hasidus, sometimes Hasidus can be difficult. It's not just a smooth sailing um, ride, right? Kabbalah as well. That's in order to tell us what's our spiritual job in this world. And when it comes to the Gemara, it's difficult as well. Our physical job, how do we perform the mitzvahs? How do we do them properly? What does Hashem really want? We have to go down into that place of darkness. And here it's saying darkness, not as in evil. Darkness as in just not clarity. It's not clear, right? The truth is not clear. We have to make our way through all the details, through all the things that are not clear so that we can get to the truth. This is why Yitzchak is the one who teaches us this lesson. We have three forefathers. They teach us all different things. And Hasidus is explaining that Yitzchak is teaching us this lesson that we have to lower ourselves down to the level of darkness so that we can clear it away. We have to leave our place of enlightenment so that we can find the details of how to serve Hashem. Why do we learn it specifically from Yitzchak? What does Yitzchak represent? Have you guys learned like what the, I think we mentioned it briefly before. What do the Avot represent? Gvura, Yira, right. Same, same, same thing. Um, Avram is Chesed and Avram is Ahava, right? Which are interchangeable. Kindness and love. And Yitzchak represents Gvura, which is more severity, strictness, and Yira, which is fear and awe. And then Yaakov is a is a perfect, perfect balance of both of them together. So Yaakov is Tiferet, which is beauty and harmony and, and balance. So in order for us to successfully be able to clear away the darkness, the, the evening, the and the darkness, and to fix it, in order to be successful in this, we get the power from Yitzchak. Because Yitzchak represents fear, of Hashem. And this whole discussion we've been having until now, we've spoken a lot about Kabbalat Ol, right? Kabbalat Ol. I'm going to just do it because God told me to do it. And that really falls under this category very much. Listen, our, our motivation and our fuel to be able to go into the darkness, clear it away so we can rise up, needs to be from a place of Yiras Hashem. The Kamamar, as it says, Im ein Yira ein Chochmen. it says, if there is no Fear, there is no wisdom. So this is teaching us here the final lesson of the Mimer, which is the approach that we need to take to our Torah learning, the intention we need to show up with in order to be successful in this task. Because it's so easy when you are grappling with all these details, either to give up because it's so confusing, or to turn it into a very intellectual pursuit and just say, okay, well, I'm going to just like exercise my brain and make myself smarter and to lose sight 
of the truth of why we're doing this. The truth of why we're doing this is to clear away the darkness, to find out the truth. How do I serve God on a spiritual level? How do I serve God on a physical level? So we have to make sure we're coming in with the right intention. And here, what Yitzchak is teaching us and giving us the power to do is to come in with yira, with awe, with reverence for the Torah and for the truth that we're seeking. V'zehu, and this is what our sages said in the Gemara, Ha'omer li ela Torah. If somebody says, I don't have anything other than Torah, afilu Torah elo, even Torah he does not have. If someone says, I don't need fear of God, I don't need love of God, I, I only involve myself in Torah, he doesn't even have Torah. Because in order to truly have Torah, we need to come and approach it from a place of Kabbalah to all, from a place of Yira. B'nishar b'choshech, and he too will remain in the darkness even though he is spending all of his time in Torah. So there needs to be the right approach when it comes to Torah learning. So since he lacks fear of Hashem, his knowledge of the Torah's laws is only superficial and their true intention, since only one who actually really cares about doing what Hashem wants will really understand what Hashem wants. There's a very interesting story about the Rav of Prague. You guys might have heard of the Maharal of Prague. This was a rabbi after the Maharal of Prague. He... There... I think he was, he was kind of running for the elected office of the Rav. If that makes sense, you have to kind of like... And there were people who came to test him. And there were all these people who showed up. They wanted to test his knowledge of being able to be posek halachot. I always forget how to say posek. Ruling, to make the halachic ruling. The judgment. The judgment, the decision. So there were all different people who were coming and, and, and you know, giving him challenging kind of scenarios and questions to see if he can help them. There was one young man who once came, and the, you know this was a public affair, and he came to this rabbi and he asked him a question. And the rabbi responded, and then they all quickly, quickly ran to the books to check, and it turned out that he was wrong. The rabbi made a, an incorrect psak that was not according to exactly what it said in, you know, according to the whole system of how, how you, how you posek certain halachot. And so he said, ha, you see, we got you, you, you can't be the rabbi. He said, then responded, he then responded to this man. He said, this, there's no way that this scenario that you presented to me is actually something that has happened to you. And he said, you're right. It was a theoretical thing that I thought of to try to see how, how much you know. And he said, that's the reason why I got it wrong. Because when I sit in this chair and I am posikalachot, Hashem helps me. Because Hashem wants the Jewish people to know this kahila, this congregation, to know how to serve him in the best possible way. So God guides me and he helps me. But when you come with a question that's not actually a question, it's not something that you've dealt with, God wasn't helping me there. And so, you know, I, I was left to my own sort of intellect. And yeah, sometimes that is faulty and that is incorrect. So when it comes to our approach to Torah, we have to remember what the purpose of the Torah is. It's to find out how to connect with God, what God wants from us, how to serve him spiritually, how to serve him physically, and how to elevate this world. When we come with that approach, Hashem helps us to be able to connect to the Torah. If someone says, all I have is Torah, he's not going to have Torah because everyone needs Hashem's help to understand the Torah. And that's why it was so important, we'll see right um, here, that when we, the, when we don't say the bracha, the blessing on the Torah before, we can lose that proper intention. That's why saying the blessing in the morning to include all of our Torah learning for the day is so important to remind ourselves why we're learning the Torah, who we're learning it for, and to draw down that help from Hashem. So 
um, we see clearly from the story that when we're coming in with the right intention, Hashem helps us on a physical level with our physical brains to understand things intellectually correctly and to truly understand what the Torah is trying to teach us. Okay. Aval. But, the truth is that it's written in Tehillim, Yashes Choshech Sisra, that Hashem hides in the darkness. That even though it's dark, this is the place where Hashem hides. The harder it is to understand something in Torah, the closer we are to getting Hashem, because Hashem hides in the darkness. So even though it requires more effort to see Hashem in this type of Torah study, since he has to deal with finding the halacha in situations involving unholiness and in resolving many questions and contradictions in the Gemara until he arrives at the correct conclusion, Nonetheless, specifically in discovering the halacha in this darkness, he connects to Hashem deeper than if the halacha would be obvious and dealing with only holy things. This is why it is called Hashem's hiding place. And back to that mashal that we started off this class with, when we're tapping in the darkness, we're able to actually find Hashem in his hiding place. This is what we mean when we say that we're doing this, we're learning Torah in order to clear away the evening, to clear away the darkness. At the time of night there should be light, that the darkness will turn into light. It's the idea of whitening the halacha, clarifying it, making it clear, so that everybody knows what Hashem wants specifically. Through a person attaining a true fear of Hashem, he will really care about what Hashem wants. And he will be able to reveal Hashem in the seemingly dark learning of Gemara that discusses physical matters and unholy situations. It's very, very easy to get lost in the details. And we don't spend our whole day learning Gemara, like, or even majority of our day, um, like men do. But the truth is, I've seen this happen a lot with learning Hasidus as well. That um, I've noticed specifically with the Rebbe Rashab's Memoram, there's like this new kind of thing for Chabad girls to... I think it's incredible, but um, to, to, to really like take on a whole sefer and learn it and understand it and, and understand these very, very lofty, deep concepts. But I've found very often that, because sometimes I'll come, you know, I'll be at a shop table, I'll teach chassidus, oh, have you learned, and then like I'll have this girl, yeah. um, oh, have you learned like iron base? Have you learned hemshech iron base? Have you learned this? And these are like, you know, difficult, long kind of discussions. And, and sometimes I'll be like, well, I've learned a piece. I haven't learned the whole thing. Yeah, I've learned the whole thing. And then you look at, okay, I really don't want to sound judgmental, but I guess I'm being judgmental, sorry. Um, you look at like the way that they um, live their day-to-day -day life, and it's not totally, like, not even, none of us are totally in accordance to Hasidus, but it's majority not according to, like, the way that the Rebbe wants us to be conducting ourselves, and sometimes even not halakhically correct. Um, some people are very intellectual, and they really, really enjoy this, and it's very, and you know what, if you're in Mayanot, to some extent, you probably are like that as well, because Mayanot is about true Torah learning and not just getting all the fluffy stuff, right? Which is incredible. But we have to be careful, especially when we enjoy intellectual things, um, to remind ourselves why we're doing it and not to get lost in that. Because it's very, it is very easy and you'd think it's harder with Hasidus, which maybe it is, but it's, it's very easy even when you're learning, you know, such things about light and God and Neshama to get caught up in how much I know and how smart I am and, um, I'm talking well, to myself it's also. There's a Misa that my, my rabbi once said, and I was always thinking, like, what does it really mean? 
and now I think back, like, I'm on the way to understand it because it's like, it goes like this, like, there was this one, like, probably Kaham, who decided to completely isolate himself, and like, and he was just studying, and like, learning, and learning, and learning, and like, he was just completely by himself, and he would be taking um, notes in his, like, little, whatever, notebook, whatever, whatever you want to call it, and he was taking notes on what he was learning, and the questions, and he wouldn't learn with anyone, he was just learning by himself, like, like, not with Rusa, like, just by himself, and, be learning and then he passed away uh, like very suddenly and everything and his only like wish before it's like it's a Myra story like and his only wish before um, his, death, his death was uh, that nobody would read his notes and like wow. everyone was like like what I read this notes like he learned so much like nobody ever learned like ev nobody ever learned this much like how is it possible that like you know, and they kind of violated <laughs> the wish of the of the of the passed away, and they like actually like there was like the whole thing like was a box and the box and the box like <laughs> with for the notebook, and they opened the notebook, and the teacher who was with them who was like the like I don't know the the rabbi who was who was there like present with the students, he opened it up, he looked at it, and he was like, "We're gonna burn it." Because wow. it's like, it's never, if you're learning the Torah, not for the sake of living with the Torah also, like, it's not worth it. Like, you can go crazy. Like, my rabbi, he literally completed the story, and he was like, spelling it so mysteriously. He's like, that's, a, that's like, an incredible story. Up if you're, <laughs> like, you can go crazy if you're, like, if you're yeah. only by yourself, like, so engraved. Like, because that's what, like, everybody would be doing, but it's not what we're supposed to be doing. Like, it's yeah. like... That's it's the best, crazy. for that verse from Perkeovic, that's like the ultimate story. That's, if someone says, all I have is Torah, even Torah he doesn't have. That person, yeah. all it's he like, had was Torah. Yeah. And then his Torah wasn't even Torah. Because it's, it's so it's easy crazy. to stray. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, you, you. Ah, there was like, there was, there was a, there was a, sorry. Like, there was, there was like, that they, they said that um, there was a question in his notebook, like, like there was Yaakov when he found the, the soul and everything, like this moment, and then the, the fight with the angel. And then there was a question, like some stupid question, like, like how can an angel walk if they're flying? Like something like this, and he was like, burn this whole down, like there's, burn it to the ashes. There's a story, like, I'm trying to remember like, what it was. Like Has anyone heard of the book, The 48 Laws of Power? It's like a, one of those like self help books. It's an inter it's a very interesting book. It's been banned from like American prisons. That's why I wanted to read it. <laughs> um, one of his rules there is like don't isolate yourself. Don't build too many walls. Um, and he brings all these interesting stories from history about there was once this famous famous um, painter who was tasked with painting this cathedral, and um, he didn't let anybody. He wanted to keep it like an ultimate surprise and secret. He didn't let anybody in. He spent about seven years in this cathedral. He was painting and he, was, and he wouldn't let anyone in, anyone. He didn't speak to anybody, see anybody that entire time. When he finally unveiled it and people saw it, it was terrible. It was completely distorted because when, yeah, when we get stuck in our own bubble, we don't let anything else in, we lose perspective. So the reason, the, you know, the message here, why is this verse with Yitzchak specifically? It's not just random. Yitzchak happened to go out in the field before he met Rivka, so we happen to learn this message from him. It's specifically Yitzchak who's able to teach us this because we have to keep that perspective. We have to keep that perspective. We have to let the world in, in our Torah learning, even if that involves 
quote unquote dirtying ourselves, selling ourselves in some way to do it because that's the whole reason why we have the Torah. The Torah is not there to lock ourselves up and, and, and learn it for ourselves as much as we can. We're going to lose perspective then. And the Mimer ends off with this line, This is the meaning for why we bless the Torah. This is why we bless the Torah. Because we're setting our intention and we're asking Hashem to help us here to find the truth in the darkness and be able to successfully clear it away. It says in Yirmiya that Hashem says, Why was the land of Israel lost? Why was the Beis HaMikdash destroyed? Because the Jewish people abandoned my Torah. Our sages comment, what is the meaning of this verse? That the land was lost because they abandoned the Torah. We find that they learned Torah diligently. And the answer is they didn't make a bracha on the Torah before they learned it. Hasidus explains that making a bracha on the Torah doesn't just mean saying the words of the bracha printed in the Siddur. It also means to appreciate the holiness of the Torah and how it connects us to Hashem. This comes from the prayer in the morning that comes before the Torah study, where a Jew comes to a love and fear for Hashem and recognizes that through the Torah he learns, he fulfills his yearning to connect to Hashem. The phrase Berchu Torah, they make a blessing on the Torah, can also be translated Berchu Torah, they drew down into the Torah. Do you remember that we learned that the word Baruch means to bless, but it also means Lahavrech, um, which means to draw down. So we're drawing down into the Torah, since Baruch can mean to bless or to draw down, to bend down. This means that we that through the prayer before Torah study, we draw down Hashem's light into the Torah that we learn, revealing how Hashem is really hiding Himself in the Torah, and we connect to Him specifically there. This completes the idea mentioned in the Mimer, that when a Jew fears Hashem, the aspect of Yitzchak, then he bends down into the field, meaning he reveals how Hashem is hiding in the Gemara and Brisa, which causes that the night should be cleared out and replaced with light. L'chaim. Finish the mimer. Um, yeah, it's so this is, I would say, a typical kind of real typical mimer of the Alter Rebbe where he starts off with a verse, weaves around this idea, makes sure we understand it properly, and then applies it back um, to the original verse. And then we, yeah, and just we see that the Alter Rebbe, what he was doing here is he's taking a verse from Torah that we could think is so unnecessary. Why do we need to know that Yisrael went out into the field to talk before Rufka came? Unnecessary, And he says, this is where we learn the truth of how we need to serve Hashem. And that's really what Hasidus is doing, is taking all these different verses and all these different, sometimes letters, and saying, they're all there for a reason to teach us how to serve Hashem. That's what it all comes down to at the end of the day. Also, Miraglim are also like, all about that. You know what I mean? Because, like, they just wanted to stay in the desert and, like, they wanted to stay in Montpellier. Like, they didn't want to go and they didn't want to work the life because like it would cancel, like it would be the Torah as it is not, and like it's not an impure um, like intention. Yeah. But Hashem punished like the whole atmosphere for that so much that like it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's like one thing like. And we see that with how you see that idea with um, you know the Rebbe kind of just took these people, these young Hasidim who could have grown up to be you know big Rosh Hashivas and could have learned all day and been the top you know. And he said, go uh, to some random place, right, and live there, and your whole day is going to be taken up with fundraising and dealing with people and all their problems and their issues and, and their life. And, and yeah, you know, learn Torah. It's important. Learn Torah before you go fortify yourself. But at the end of the day, the main thing you're dealing with is not sitting in the books. Yeah. 
And that was very, very against how a lot of the world does see it, that the ultimate is to be able to seclude yourself and be in Kolo for your whole life, um, which for some people is the ultimate for them and is very important even within Chabad. But the Rebbe says, you know, leave that place, leave Crown Heights where I am, go far away, far away from your Rebbe, and take, you know, take all the risks that come with that. And at the end of the day, it's so that you can live Torah, not just learn it, right? And not only you, but the whole world. And that's, a, uh, that's what it means to clear away the darkness. And, um, and so we need to, yeah, we need to, I, I do really think that Hasidus helps us to do that because when we learn Hasidus, it, it is much harder to lose sight of the truth in Hasidus because it keeps bringing you back to this point. Don't forget what the ultimate thing is. Don't forget that you have a soul. Don't forget that the purpose, what the purpose of the world is. Um, so the more that we learn Hasidus, the, the more we can really elevate our, our Torah learning. I do believe that. And, um, because it just keeps reminding you like, Bittol, you know, you're nothing at the end of the day and this is what's most important and this is why the world is created and this is what your soul is and this is... Um, and, and that can really just help us keep sight of, you know, of, of the correct perspective so that all our Torah learning can be, can, can be for the right reasons. So, l'chaim to that. L'chaim. Any questions or comments on this mimer? Um, I have a comment. It's just, like, um, interesting about the whole idea of, like, you have, you have to go and, like, not engage, but you have to go into the darkness to, like, do um, the light or bring the light. Um, so with our, like, Kislev project, I, I'm talking today, so I was, like, trying to look up something to say, and I ended up not using this, but I was just looking up, like, what happened in Jewish history on the 3rd of Kislev, like, oh, all the years, and, like, there's, like, websites that have it, like, things that happened, like, throughout biblical times, like, recent times, like, Holocaust, like, everything, and on the 3rd of Kislev, it says they went back to the base of Mikdash and, like, got the idols. Wow! So I was, like, oh, like, they had to, like, engage with the darkness, they had to go, like, in the base of Mikdash and like look at temples, there, um, idols there and like engage with them to like move them, but like yeah. they would never clear out the base of Mikdash and make it beautiful again or where it needs to be if they hadn't like gone in and removed the idols and kind of like gone into the darkness and engaged with it. So I just thought it was really... It's, that's such perfect. a cool thing yeah. to know like what, that they cleared out the idols. Um, the third of Kisif, this is in the context of the story of the Hanukkah story? Yeah. That they cleared out Oh, because I guess first they cleared out the idols and then they had to find the oil and then they had to, like, all yeah. the fight and the war. And wow. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. That's a cool idea to, like, check what happens today because I'm sure there's something every, every day yeah. of the year that happened. We yeah. have enough of a history. That we can... I know, I never thought about it, but, like, whatever. Some students from my university like, they ended up making a podcast with my, like, our campus rabbi. That's so cool. Yeah, from Miguel Chabad. It was called Fireside for Brangen. Fireside for Brangen. Yeah, it was really Love cute. It. Fire. And, Fireside for bringing it because there was a I forget which president there was an American president that had fireside chats he was like the first American president to ever talk to the people through the radio maybe one of the FDR maybe so they did fireside for bringing um anyway but they had different segments and one of them was like today in Jewish history and like one of the guys would look up like what happened on this date and they always be like there's the like the Gregorian calendar, and then we're going to look at the Jewish calendar, and then we'll look at the Hasidic calendar, like, not Hasidic calendar, because it's the same one, but, like, Hasidic events, so they always have, like, 12, some days are busier than others, but, um, <laughs> it's like, you know, people say, they, my little siblings do this, they'll Google, like, 
what happened on my um, crazy crime that happened on my birthday. Have you heard this? And then like, it's always like some Florida dude did something crazy. Um, it's like, what, ha- what crazy like crime happened on my birthday? It's like, Florida man, like something battles with an alligator. It's oh, like, <laughs> that was a thing online. It was yeah. like, Florida man are you or something. Something like that. Yeah, my yeah. siblings were doing it when I was home. It's like they're always gonna find something that happened today. Yeah. I guess the question is what what is it that you're gonna focus on that happened today? Um so yeah, thanks for sharing that. Thank you. Yeah. Um I, I do hope that this was a little bit more clear in terms of one concept, right? That's more how yeah, that's more how the ultra rep is my mom oh, you see it didn't throw in like three thousand different different concepts. Um it's kind of like one, almost one line of thinking throughout. And the, the term and the concept I want you to leave with the most strongly is the one where we said, that the final action, the last action was the first thought. This is a concept that comes up all over the place in Chassidus. And many, very often it's not explained as it is um, so well here. It's just, throw, so to speak, thrown in, mentioned. And then if you don't know it, you miss a lot of the depth of what that Maimar or Sikha is trying to teach you. So. Definitely that one. And then also the verse that was, that was mentioned here, that's mentioned again so many times, um, that one moment of tshuva and masim tovim in this world is worth more than the entire olam haba, which is, um, which is more of a practical application of, of the same idea of that the final action is the first, is the first thought. So those two ideas I hope you can like really take away with, with some clarity because, yeah, they come up a lot all over the place. And I guess I think it's helpful to just... You know, know the logic of it and what's actually being said. Okay.